0: Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hello, and welcome to episode 13, five lessons I learned from the pandemic. Okay, so in the United States right now, most businesses are back open and we're starting to experience a little bit of normalcy again. And guys, if we don't take the time to reflect on the hard times that we just lived through and list the lessons and learn from them, chances are those lessons will reappear in our lives until we finally get it. March, April, and May 2020, through the coronavirus, worldwide pandemic, have been the longest and shortest months of my life. It feels like forever and that it flew by all at the same time. It's likely none of us have ever experienced anything like this in our lifetime. So while it's difficult and challenging, there are also tremendous lessons to be learned. And if we pause and take the time to learn those lessons they can positively affect our lives and our businesses in massive ways. So that's what I'm going to walk through with you in this episode today. But before we dive in, I want to mention our review of the week is from Dee Wayrich. And her title says, she always gets me inspired. Whenever I start feeling any kind of negative way, all I have to do is turn on Tavia. Thank you for always knowing just what to say to help me get out of my head and back to work. Oh my goodness, you are so welcome. And I know like it's easy to kind of get in a funk, especially these days. So I really appreciate um, that message and that listening to the podcast gets you inspired. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through my big takeaways from when I did a post-COVID after-action review. Now, what's an action? Bleh, it's kind of a tongue twister. What is an after-action Review. Well, I first learned about this concept from Michael Hyatt. It's basically a way to look back at a period of time. Usually it's a quarter. So you would look back at the previous three months to evaluate what you expected to happen, what actually happened, the lessons you learned, and how you're going to apply those lessons in your life moving forward. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to walk you through sort of my after-action review from the last three months, um, specifically about like lessons learned through COVID-19. So (laughs) let's go back and start by looking at my plans, which reminds me, did you see that video floating around on social media of the girl um, talking to herself? They're like sitting at a table and she's sitting across from herself from the past and telling her past self kind of what, was coming with the coronavirus without all the details. Like she told herself, you might want to stock up on toilet paper and you might want to sell sell your stocks. <laughs> it was really funny. It's not funny now that I'm like saying it out loud like this, but if you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no other information for you. So if you didn't see the video, I'm sorry. Um, but it was really funny because it just is like a perfect depiction of like, what we all thought the year was going to be like, you know, like 2020 new decade woo-hoo, compared to like what actually happened. So in December 2019, we had big goals for 2020, both personally and professionally. And just like the rest of the world with the new year and the new decade coming in with like a super awesome thriving economy. Um, I had big giant scary goals for my businesses and Honestly, it included a big goal to more than double my overall revenue from 2019. So of course, around mid-March, when things rapidly started changing in the U.S. and the world, I went into a type of survival mode, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I actually had two in-person retreats scheduled in California that were canceled. Um, we had to reschedule sessions. We missed two hospital births because we weren't allowed in. So instead of focusing on growth, I had to downshift and literally focus on survival. Um, I did a couple of trainings in March and April on the podcast surrounding COVID-19 and birth photography in real time as it was in full swing. Those were episodes two and four. So check those out if you haven't listened to them yet. So those are sort of my plans, but what actually happened? So that's the second part of the after action review. First is, what did I expect to happen? What were my plans? The second is what actually happened. (laughs) So here's what actually happened. I didn't hit any of my income goals, neither quarter one or quarter two. Um, I was tired a lot. I felt emotionally exhausted and I really didn't have the drive or determination that I normally had. I fell out of my regular routine Of going to bed early and waking up early. And so, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can relate. It just felt like a generally funky time where I was not myself. And I acknowledged that at the time as well. Like when it was happening, I gave myself a lot of grace. I hope you did that for yourself too. And we're going to talk about um, what that looks like. So the third part of the after action review is Looking back and determining what lessons have I learned from the last three months. So these are the five lessons whenever I thought back and read through um, like journaling that I did at the time and went back and just like reflected on that the last three months. These are the five lessons I learned from the pandemic so far. Number one, when facing a challenge, look for the lessons. When facing a challenge, look for the lessons. This is how you grow as a person, as a mom, as a business owner. So like I said, I kept a journal, and I I still keep a journal, to record things I was thinking and feeling. So even if it didn't feel insightful to me at that exact moment, I knew it would be beneficial for me to have those thoughts and feelings written down to look back on because you can really learn a lot when you go back to read those things that were happening a week later or a month later or a year later. A lot of times that's how you learn that lesson is looking back, reading what happened, and then something will hit you or you'll see things a different way once you're not in it anymore. And that's when you can learn the lesson. So, doing a quarterly review like this, like we're doing right now, ask yourself these four questions. And this is what we're doing now What did I expect to happen? What actually happened? What can I learn from this? And how can I adjust my behavior for the future based on these learnings? I said this to y'all a couple of weeks ago when we were kind of in the thick of it, but I didn't want to experience everything I was experiencing without looking around for the lessons. If I'm going to go through a valley, through pain, through difficulty, through trials, I want to come away with some lessons for the future when I'm back on the hill again. So the lesson was when facing a challenge, look for the lessons. And since learning that lesson of looking for the lessons, (laughs) here's how I'm going to make some adjustments for the future. I am vowing to do more frequent after action reviews like this one. I do them annually. Like my husband and I do them together for the family at our annual meeting. I do them personally for my business um, every year, but I am realizing now after COVID that doing them quarterly or even monthly would actually be a lot more beneficial. Um, A problem that rises for me whenever I am doing an annual review like this is it's hard to remember in December what happened in February, the year before. It was so long ago. So even just doing like a mini after action review every month or every quarter is going to be something I'm going to start implementing now. So the second lesson I learned from the pandemic is that successful businesses operate from facts, not feelings. Successful businesses operate from facts, not feelings. So here's a fact that might be true for you. It might not be, but let's just look at it. Fact, I'm not allowed into hospitals to photograph births. Hey, are you struggling to get booked? If so, friend, you are not alone. A lot of photographers struggle with getting quality bookings from ideal clients and it's usually because they don't have a marketing system in place. That's why I'm excited to offer this free training that's going to show you how to get fully booked without discounting your prices. If you're a birth or baby photographer, head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com to sign up for this free training. Imagine having a calendar full of clients that are excited to work with you. Picture yourself turning away business because you're too busy. It's not a dream. It can be your reality. If you join us for this free training, master the three critical ingredients every photographer needs to go from no bookings to fully booked. Head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com. Feeling, but what if I'm never allowed in? My entire business is built around birth. What if, what if, what if? Here's another fact. I have to close the studio for 30 days. That's a fact. The feeling is, well, what if they make me close it in May too? Well, how will I pay rent? How will I support my family? What if, what if, what if? So do you see how easy it would be to make terrible decisions if you're basing them off those feelings? Imagine trying to base a decision off of what if I'm never allowed back into hospital rooms? My entire business is built around birth and you're trying to make a decision around that versus I'm currently not allowed into hospitals to photograph birth. There's no feeling in that. It's just a fact. So if we can strip away the feelings and make decisions for the future based on fact, it's going to be hugely impactful and beneficial for our businesses. So moving forward, I will operate from facts and data in my business, not emotions or feelings. There have been times in my business where I've felt like I haven't booked many births or clients or haven't made enough income for a specific week or month or day. And if I made decisions off that feeling, they might not be accurate. But if I have data that I can actually use to make a decision, then it's an informed decision. It's not based off of feelings. So if I have a feeling that, you know, I'm not booking what I want to be booking, I can go look at my p my profit and loss for the month or inside HoneyBook to see how many clients I've actually booked. So instead of just taking that feeling and running with it and spiraling and thinking like, what am I doing? I can actually go look at the facts and work from the facts Sometimes I've done that and I'm surprised and I've actually booked a lot more than I felt like and earned a lot more than I felt like. And if I didn't, if I go look at the facts and it's actually true, then I can take that data and make an actual informed decision. Something that um, my students in from No Bookings from Fully Booked, um, anytime that they share that they're booked for a month or they booked a new client or whatever, I always ask, how did that client find you? How did that client hear about you? Because then that's taking fact. If they're like, oh, that client found me from Google, then you can take that data, you can take that information and you can say, okay, I know that maybe what I'm doing for SEO with my website, whatever is working because somebody found me and booked me from Google. Versus if I say, so how do most of your clients find you? And you say, uh, probably client referrals. You don't really know. And then you're investing in something that's not actually where clients are finding you. Hopefully that makes sense. Like when we can have informed decisions and we have information like, oh, a significant portion of my clients book me, find me from Google. That's information that you go, okay, so that's where I need to spend my time. So after COVID, we implemented new contracts, new policies, um, extra communication between me and my clients and my students and my team. I have to over communicate with these new policies, but it allowed me to operate from facts. So like, if I can't photograph your birth due to COVID restrictions, here's what happens. And I have that laid out, not just the feeling or emotion of, oh, I'm sure I will, or I definitely won't be able to like, it's not that it's, it's saying, okay, if I can't, here's what happens. And it's laying out factual information, not feelings. So since learning this lesson, here's how I'm going to make adjustments for the future. I am going to track more statistics regularly in my business, like website website views, bounce rates, um, social media followings, et cetera, in an Excel sheet. And I'm actually probably going to pass that off to somebody on my team to go through and just like fill in the data so that we can track that information. That way I can make a lot more educated decisions based on facts. We track a lot of that stuff already, but the decision that I've decided to make from this lesson is to be, number one, more consistent with it, and number two, start tracking more things. So I'm sharing my lessons in all of these with you to hopefully help you start thinking like, how can I start to operate from facts and not feelings? How can I um, make these things happen in my business? Okay, the third lesson I learned from the pandemic, I'm going to be real with (laughs) y'all. Cash is king. Cash is king. That's the lesson. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you, and I hope that you value a leader that is real, not one who is perfect. Um, I need to have more cash reserves in my business and personally, period. I actually had a good chunk of cash sitting in the bank, but honestly, not enough for me to feel comfortable, um, considering how many people are depending on me for survival. And not only my family, but so many members on my team, and not even employees, but contractors. And so, whenever I look back and I think, you know, okay, I had a chunk of change, but it wasn't enough, and I look back at COVID 19 and everything that happened. I want to learn that lesson. I don't want to have to learn that lesson a hard way. I learned it by experiencing a little of it through this pandemic. And I want to now take that lesson and implement new things. Because honestly, things would have been much less stressful if I was sitting on six months of business expenses. Maybe you already have six months of business expenses or personal expenses. And that's amazing. Um, Maybe you would even be more more comfortable with more of a cushion or maybe you are sitting here and you're like, Tavia, I have zero in savings. Like I am month to month. If something happened like my business wouldn't survive, I encourage you to really take a hard look at that, especially after what we just experienced and think about what you need to do to start building that cash reserve up because the businesses that have the cash and the capital ready to go are the ones who are going to make it through these crisis and economic downturns and pandemics that we might face in the future. So since learning this lesson, here's how I'm going to make adjustments for the future. I'm going to be more consistent with monthly cash projections. I'm going to be consistently Um, increasing my monthly savings percentage, both personally and in the business and budget more consistently as well, personally and in the business. And this might involve hiring help. In fact, I know it's going to involve hiring help, but it's important. Like it's up there. It's top three most important things um, because cash is king. Right, And I've really learned that through all of this. So um, even if it involves me hiring help, I'm going to do it. And I encourage you to do the same thing because I know running a business, running a full-time business is important to you and cash really is essential to doing that. The fourth thing, the fourth lesson that I learned through the pandemic is to put your oxygen mask on first, I have to protect myself. I have to protect my mind and my body. I have to stop watching the news or reading the news and spend less time on social media in general because my mental health matters and so does yours. I pretty quickly was able to step out of my funk of the unknown of the pandemic and start taking action, serving my students and my clients pretty quickly. And that's because I have years of training myself of the importance of my focus and my mindset when things are difficult. So I was able to refocus on the basics in my life that were essential for optimal function, like my faith, praying, having quiet time, moving my body, staying hydrated, sleeping. Like I had a tiny bit of time. um, And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just letting you know that um, because of the work that I've done mentally for myself over the last several years, like I just said, I was able to snap out of that um, pretty quickly, which then allowed me to serve and serve my students, serve my clients well, instead of just like holding up for weeks and like wanting to bury my head in the sand, Um, which is totally understandable. But when we can train ourselves to focus on the positive, focus on the action and focus on the right things, the the things that are optimal for function, like I just said, um, hydrating, sleeping, moving your body 30 minutes a day, praying, your faith, all that stuff, is putting your oxygen mask on first. And to allow yourself to have an off day or week. Like that's part of it, right? Like that's part of putting your oxygen mask on first. Is like, you know what? I'm this is a difficult time. I'm having a difficult day. I'm going to close my laptop and spend the rest of the day doing something fun. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But It's okay to grieve what you expected that time of year to be when you planned it back in December. It's okay to be kind to yourself and give yourself grace and others grace. There were full days or sometimes several days where I got almost nothing done at home or in my business or at all. Like I would work a few hours and then I would need a couple days off. It was just like my mind was exhausted. And that is very strange for me, you guys. I was like, okay, this is a big deal because I love working. And I've shared that with you guys before, like could easily turn into a workaholic because I love what I do. But I would work for a couple of hours and I had to force myself to do it. And I would be exhausted for hours and days later. So I'm gonna be real with y'all again. This is just real time talk on this episode. Um, I actually called my doctor a few weeks into COVID because I had this pain in my chest for days, maybe even weeks. I can't recall how long it was now. Um, that would not let up. Like it wasn't just like, Oh, it happens in the morning. It was like literally all day, every day. I felt really short of breath often in that time as well. And that was pretty scary. Like that was pretty scary for me. And I realized like, I have to take care of myself. I have to put my oxygen mask on first, um, and deal with the anxiety that really was underlying because I knew, mentally what I had to do, but my mind was also feeling the stress of everything that was happening in the world. So we talked about this a little bit, but just some things that I was doing to help um, deal with anxiety. And this is also like ties in with putting your oxygen mask on first is exercise, essential oils and vitamins, meditation, meditation, Comedy videos and like memes and stand up comedy and dadgum TikTok, (laughs) y'all, like just sitting around and laughing and watching silly things. That was really helpful for me. Uplifting worship and music, like just sitting and listening to that uplifting music was so helpful. Doing puzzles or other activities that made me focus on one thing and do only one thing that's fun. That was really helpful because it like forced my attention on that fun thing get in the car and drive. I know when we were in quarantine, especially, and I know some of you in different parts of the world are still in quarantine. Um, just being outside was so helpful, like walking around the neighborhood, getting in the car and driving, like seeing other people in their cars. It's just like, it felt normal. And so that was really helpful for me as well. Um, I would go to a nearby Lake and look at water. I love water. I love the beach. Um, And so we don't have beaches in Oklahoma. We have lakes. And so I would go to lake and look at the water and social media and news station detox. Like when I'm feeling anxious, the last thing I need to do is get on social media or flip on the news. Like I never watch the news anyway, but sometimes you have it shoved in your face when you're on social media. So those were some things that I did to help with my anxiety. And those were ways that I was actively putting my oxygen mask on first. Um, So I already had a deep sense of gratitude in a lot of ways coming into this. But that's another way that I was able to take care of myself. um, Because being quarantined really allowed me to be genuinely grateful for the small things that I never thought about, like eating at a restaurant, or like the option to take my laptop and work at a coffee shop. Every single day this week, I've taken my laptop to a coffee shop and worked. And I didn't used to be able to do that. And once that was taken away from me, I realized how much I valued that. Like seeing my parents, we didn't see my parents for a month and we're used to seeing them multiple times a week. Um, going to concerts, theme parks, hugging my friends, my health, like all of those things that I took for granted before, I suddenly became. Very, very grateful for. So that was kind of a long point, but I think it's really important. Um, the whole putting your oxygen mask on first. So since learning this lesson, here's how I'm going to make adjustments for the future. Rest is not a reward; it is a requirement. So every day when I write down my big three, which are the the three things I have to get done that day, if nothing else gets done, those things get done. When I do that, I'm also going to ask myself, how am I going to rest today? which is really hard for Enneagram threes, you guys. (laughs) If you're like an achiever, Enneagram three, like I am, resting feels like you're being lazy. Like it really feels like um, it's not what we want to do. It's the opposite of what we want to do. But I am going to learn this lesson that rest is not a reward. It's a requirement. And I'm going to ask myself, how am I going to rest today? Today. Today. The fifth and final lesson I learned through the pandemic is to be willing to adapt and change with the times. I have to be willing to pivot. A lot of successful businesses were created during an economic crisis. So I had to look at my businesses and decide where do I need to refine things? Maybe create a new offering or cut something out. I mean, thinking about adapting um, and changing with the times makes me think about my dad who owns his own business and it's a family business. And for a long time, like a long time, he didn't have email. And like everybody in the entire world had computers and emails in his, in their offices. And he was still using like a fax machine and he just didn't want to get a computer. It was all foreign and strange to him and he just didn't want to do it. And... Eventually he did because he was kind of forced to, but he was really late to like adapt to that change. And I get it. Like once you get things a certain way and you get everything set up, it can be frustrating to adapt and change things. I don't know if any of y'all are old enough to remember Blockbuster video um, or even DVDs at this point. Like nobody even uses DVDs. It's all digital. But where's Blockbuster now? Like after Netflix and Redbox swooped in, Blockbuster tried to adjust and like start offering um, DVDs by like rental or um, mail like Netflix was at the time. But it was too late. They waited too long to adapt and they closed their stores. So since learning this lesson that I have to be willing to adapt and change with the times, here's how I'm going to make adjustments for the future. And here's what I encourage you to do as well. As business owners, we have to look around right now at meetings going online and be willing to adapt and ask ourselves, if people are more comfortable staying indoors, how can I still serve them? So I definitely don't think that this is over and I will likely do another similar review at the end of quarter three, or maybe at the end of the year. But now that most places are opening back up, I thought it would be helpful to reflect on the past three months and see what lessons could be learned and implemented moving forward. So if you found any bit of value in this episode, will you take a selfie right where you are right now, or a screenshot of your screen and tag me on social media? Um, I love hearing from you. I'd really appreciate that. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. I read each and every one and share a review every single week. And I would love to have yours be the next one featured. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Because not everyone loves that thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. Get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.